Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale Original 16. Official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Hi, everyone. Welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It is brought to you by Original 16. Brendan Parker alongside Corey Sarich as uh, we talk about uh, a victory here tonight for the visitors. 4-3 the final. It is the St. Louis Blues that find a way to get a little bit of offense late stages of this hockey game and end up uh, winning it with a goal. Kind of a heartbreaker right at the end, the final minute of this hockey game. What did you make of just the way it progressed and obviously taking a lead but not able to squeeze it here tonight? Well, it wasn't a great start for the Calgary Flames. It was Jacob Markstrom who held them in there early. He made some really key saves in the first 10 minutes of this game. And then it allowed the Calgary Flames to finally get their footing and get their traction. And from there on, I thought they played a really good second half of the first period. They were able to grab a lead, get into the, get into the second period. Uh, they were up at 3-1 at one point. Uh, a really costly shorthanded goal against. I know it wasn't, you're never, you never expect these things to happen, but it did. And it just seemed to kind of tilt the ice against the Calgary Flames and the third period did not go the way that they wanted. No, and uh, I mean, you, you talk about the position and uh, and maybe that uh, that shorthanded goal as you talk about, you know, right at the end of the second period and how much, you know, I think everyone says the final five minutes, first five minutes, final five minutes, and in this case, it's the final two minutes, but just how difficult those can be to recover from uh, in terms of momentum in a hockey game. Yeah, and you're going on a power play which could even increase your lead and then you give one up to uh, shrink that lead to one. That's it's a really tough pill to swallow. And um, you make those mistakes in a game, and they they'll, they do tend to come back and bite you. They tend to factor in overall. I mean, that was still a three-two game at that hockey point, or uh, yeah. at that point in the game in the sure. hockey game. And uh, it's just interesting, though, all the little ebbs and flows of a game, and how they how they affect you, and how they affect the team and the team's response. And that one just. It wasn't the worst response after that, but it just put a yeah. bit of a shred of doubt in, in their mind. And if I can make one more comment, Brandon, tonight the pucks just seemed to be bouncing everywhere. There yeah. was goals, yeah. including the last one that we'll see tonight, with bounces. Pucks were, for both teams, yeah. were flipping over sticks. And it just it was a really, really sloppy game in general tonight. Yeah, even some of the goals that didn't go in terms of being deflected in were pucks that were rolling as they were hit. And there <laughs> and was a few, there was them. even a few for the Calgary Flames that could sure. have gone in, like Matt yeah. Coronado has a stick in front of the net, and it's a wide-open cage yeah. for his teammate, yeah. and it deflects upwards. Pareko deflected one in, into his own net. So it was just, it was a bit of a messy hockey game. Yeah, it really was. You know, even going back to that chance that uh, I think Coronado had one of the looks, but before that it was Backlund that had kind of a wide-open look, and I think that puck wouldn't sit for him either. And uh, that's where it uh, stands. So let's take a look at the ones that ended up finding the back of the net uh, as we look at our goals pack from tonight's hockey game. And uh, it did start in favor of the Calgary Flames and uh, the defense kind of doing it again from the offensive side of things. This one, Mackenzie Weger steps in, scores for a second consecutive game. And it's nice. There's, there's a nice high forward on this play. It's Coronado who draws the attention of the St. Louis defenders. It allows Weger to get open there uh, coming in on down the wing and Huberto does a beautiful job of sliding in front of the goalie, taking away his eyes and bidding to never get set. Uyghur picks the top corner and it's a real beauty for his, what is it, 11th of the season? Yeah, 11th of the season just keeps on tacking on goals under that career high and Uyghur's got 11 now, one nothing. So it would stay that way heading into the second period where Saad who had 
maybe four or five quality looks in the first, has one go off the crossbar and then ends up scoring with maybe his least dangerous chance of the bunch, but yeah. that's the one that goes in. Yeah, but here's another one of these goals, and we just talked about and I'm sure we're going to talk about multiple touches. Kadri just sticks his stick in there, and generally you get a piece of it, it deflects up into the netting somewhere else, and yeah. it completely handcuffs and fools Markstrom, who had been brilliant to that point and it's a 1-1 hockey game. Yeah, it almost stayed lower and then beat some kind of short side. So Fassad finally gets on the board 12th of the season, but the Flames answer right back with a couple of big goals. Noah Hannafin scores right here, that's his eighth. Well, let's stick with our theme. It's a cross-ice pass that we'll see here. Intended for Lindholm, it bounces off the boards, it comes off rolling. Hannafin gets a chunk of it, it hits Colton Pareko, and it's in the net. Another deflected goal, but again, another goal by a Calgary Flames defenseman. And another rolling puck, and I uh, got all of it, uh, but it was hard to read. And then uh, there you see another bouncing puck that gets out to the neutral zone. And then this one, uh, no doubter, though, from Yegor Sharenko. And this, that shot was not touched. That was just a nice, quick release. Uh, kind of used Justin Falk. He had backed in a little bit here on this one and rips it by him top corner on Biddington. And uh, there's not many goalies that are going to get a piece of that one. No, that was perfectly played. Sharon Govich has his second career 20-goal campaign. And it's a 3-1 hockey game. And then uh, this is the one that you were talking about, the momentum killer. It's the shorthanded goal, late stages, second period. And I think this was the fourth breakaway on Jacob Markstrom this game. And finally, one gets by him. He had been, again, outstanding on all of those opportunities tonight as well. And, Shen, it's his first ever NHL shorthanded goal. And it comes in his 15th year as a wow. pro. Unbelievable. And uh, not for a lack of chances. And it's Shen that finally buries one. And a pretty nice little finish there. Uh, Lindholm almost had the back check with the stick. But uh, that made it a one goal hockey game. And then the third period, this was an extended offensive zone shift for the Blues that Jordan Cairo finally makes good on. And you're, you're wearing teams down, you're cycling them in there. Guys are a little bit tired, so they are a little slow to react and get to their position. And one of these wingers has got to react back down, and it's probably the offside winger. Greer's got to get in tight here. He's got to do a little bit more there, and the defender can't get beat out of the corner, but it's a beauty shot by Cairo. But again, you wear a team down with your cycle, they're slow to react, and they take advantage of it. 13 on the season for Cairo, 3-3. You think you're headed to overtime with 48 seconds left. The guy who's been all over the highlights and all over the chances ends up bearing one lead. And it's another ugly goal. And Jordan Osterley, he's in good position there. Saad, it's innocent shot from out yep. from distance, hits a shin pad bounces right off the edge of the post and into the net, and that one's very unfortunate for the Calgary yeah, Flames. Yeah, not one that uh, you obviously want to see go in at that time, but um, also not much you can do about it if you're the goaltender, Jacob Markstrom, who was uh, unbelievable throughout the course of this game, but the bounces tonight, kind of the theme. Yeah, if we, we could show probably another 37 highlights from yeah. this thing of pucks bouncing everywhere, and ultimately uh, they don't the Flames don't get enough of them to go their way. Let's uh, get our get some reaction post-game here. Uh, let's head inside the Calgary Flames locker room. Mackenzie Wieger standing by, the goal scorer who uh, got things started for the Flames. He's 11th of the season. Here's Wieger now. Um, but definitely a tough turnover for myself. And, you know, going completely different game, 3-1, going into the third period. How much more does this loss hurt knowing that this comes against a team that's also chasing a one-card spot like you guys? Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, we knew what we were at stake today and tonight. Um, you know, just it makes it even harder, uh, tougher position that we're in now. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's tough. 
Breakaway is something that just have to get fixed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. We gotta, you know, said it last game. You know, the the lack of awareness and you know they block shots and you know those top guys fly and they take off and um, you know Marky still played great. Um, you know he kept us in that game in the first period. And, you know, yeah, that's. Is there, is there a mentality that maybe has to shift here? I think the last game we talked about like, maybe the lack of pride during a battle probably right now. Yeah. Maybe a lack of daisicalness. Like, is there something that has to change in the mental approach here, Mackenzie? Yeah, I, I mean, just it's for focus and preparation. We've talked about that at the beginning of the year. <clears throat> we came out slow. Um, obviously, we had a great second period. You know, it was going our way. Um, third period, it's still going away. It was back and forth. I bet they tied it up. That's okay. We got to, you know, it's okay. We're we're three three going in, you know. We can get go to overtime, get a point, and get the two points, and um, just a tough bounce there. So that, that that was tough at the end. Mackenzie, when you guys came out of that skate in October, there was a lot of talk of okay, we can't afford another one. We've had our losing mm-hmm. streak for the season. So how much urgency is there to make sure that this ends at three? Yeah, I mean a lot of urgency. Um, you know that's when you know we get together. We you know we talk as a group. The leaders you know talk to everybody as a group, and we got to just forget about it. You know. I'm sure everybody will say it's a new day tomorrow, get to work, come prepared for the next game. Um, that's all great, but we actually have to do it. Mistakes do happen. I mean, you came out and you sort of called yourself out for the mistake. Mm-hmm. Is that something that I mean, I'm just genuinely curious that you do in the locker room and say, hey, guys, that was one? Yeah, yeah, it's that's a play. Uh, I said it before. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, as an older guy, as a leader, even a young guy, it's it's so unacceptable that I, I make a play like that. Um, you know, on a power play with, you know, not a lot of time left on the clock. And like I said, it would be a completely different game going into that third period. This is that accountability, I guess. Like, you're, you're hoping that, I guess, the team does that collectively? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and there's a lot of accountability in this room. And, um, you know, there, we're... we're completely fine in that department there's a lot of ownership in this group and, and there's leaders all up and down the lineup but um you know I can I can definitely you know say for myself that you know that's a tough play and you know contribute to the loss okay thanks all right uh, they're here from uh, Mackenzie Weger following the game and uh, obviously scores that big goal early on but uh, a lot of the talk coming in there and uh, from him specifically was uh, about uh, that play that uh, ends up being the 3-2 goal late stages of the second period and a lot of accountability on his behalf as well. Yeah, he's definitely owning up to that one. I'm sure that's a play that he'll want back. Again, it was, <laughs> the puck was bouncing everywhere tonight. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that one got him. Um, I guess it's, at times, it's up to your partner or whoever you're out there with on the power play. If they see that puck start bouncing one ounce, they got to head back. But again, it's just a split Split second play, and you don't have hardly any time to react. And he's done such a great job of handling the puck, McKenzie, along that blue line this year, and that's what's led to a lot of his success and goals. So just an unfortunate play. For sure. And, uh, you know, let's give some credit here to Jacob Markstrom, too, throughout the early part of the night, because I don't know that this game is in favor of the Calgary Flames through 40 minutes, if not for the work that he had. And it wasn't just, you know, volume. And, and you know, in the end, it's probably not that many shots, but the type of shots he was facing, especially early on. Well, there was the first breakaway for Brandon Sod. Here's a second partial that sure. he makes a really good read on. Yeah. Here's another blown tire by Sharon Govich. Neighbors, who's been scoring a bunch of goals this year, gets a chance. And look who it is again, number 20. Yeah, yeah, he was exactly. his own highlight pack tonight. Yeah. And Markstrom, outstanding with his movement. And we're not quite done yet. This is another. This, yeah, Jordan Cairo waits him period. out. So I guess Jacob Markstrom, one for six in the breakaways. I don't know how much more he's supposed to do out there tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brian had saw it. I think we saw him 
three times there, and uh, he ends up finishing with two goals and probably could have had a couple more to go along with it. But if not for the work of Jacob Markstrom, and I know uh, he won't uh, celebrate any of those saves, knowing that it finishes in a loss, but uh, let's hear from the goaltender now. So the heartbreaker, Jacob, just what did you see on that uh, final goal there? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, it's uh, yeah, obviously the with the clock and the time left and tie game, it's, you know, I'm going to... Got a crazy skip off the ice and yeah, posting in. Yeah, I don't know. You know, obviously I I need to stop that and it's it's crazy. I thought you know I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. just gonna hit the pad and just kind of kind of got a funny bounce off the ice, which is weird. Um, how important is it for this group to stop this skid at three? Really important. If you look at the standings, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's huge. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it's not it's it's bigger picture now. Now you want to you want to stick around and be in the be in the hunt and be in the mix. And you know uh, you know tonight was a tough one. It's uh, you know we're we're up going into the third, and you know uh, I got to come up with a with a few more saves tonight. And you know we'll, we'll we sit here with two points and, and a happy group. What did you feel personally getting back in after being on for a while? Yeah, four is four is too many. Four is four too many, so it's uh, yeah, that's tough. Tough. I got to be better. How much worse is the loss knowing it comes against a team that's in the same spot as you trying to make the playoffs? Every loss right now is tough. We, we saw Mackenzie call himself out for for the giveaway at the blue line. He's been great this year, and do you see the, that accountability in, in this group right now? Yeah, I mean it is. Like uh, like I said, it's uh, you know stuff like that's gonna happen. It happens every game, and it doesn't matter who it is. And you know I'm still back there, and you know it's my job to you know. How many shots are these guys blocking for me? It's uh, you know it's my job to to bail bail him out there uh, when stuff like that happens, and you know I didn't do that, so that's tough. Okay. Original sixteen gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition fifteen packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original sixteen, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be legal drinking age. No purchase necessary. All right, welcome back, Flames TV Live, the post-game show. It's brought to you by Original 16, Brendan Parker, alongside Corey Sarich, and uh, we are talking about a 4-3 St. Louis win here tonight. And uh, hear from the Jacob Markstrom there, obviously uh, describing that difficult bounce near the end of the hockey game as well. But I uh, want to shift the focus quickly. We'll hear from the head coach here in a, in a few minutes. He's making his way to the podium. But uh, a lot of kids getting an opportunity here. This season, really, it's been kind of an underlying storyline. A lot of guys coming up from the Wranglers getting an opportunity to make a difference. And tonight, you look at the lineup, and you got Adam Klapka playing his second NHL game. You got uh, Cole Schwint playing his fourth game, but first as a member of the Flames. And then maybe uh, Matt Coronado, a little bit more experience, and it you know kind of seems like in a second opportunity, if you will, started the season with the club, but maybe settling in with a little bit more confidence now. Yeah, you've seen all these faces out there, and I think we got to talk about Matthew Coronado though. He looked really comfortable tonight, and I think his experience in the AHL is starting to pay off. He's getting lots of reps down there, and it just looked really forced in his first few games up with the team early at the start of the year, and tonight he just seemed to kind of naturally be in the right spots, he was getting some chances, he was hard on pucks, and he actually looked quicker than he's looked to me. And I think maybe, you know, once your brain's out of the road and you're just playing hockey more instinctually, yeah. this tends to happen. So tonight he looked 
really smooth and way more dangerous than he has. Yeah, creating some turnovers and obviously leading to some chances and uh, some nice work there from Matt Coronado around it. Three shots, a little over 15 minutes of ice time here tonight uh, along with Nazem Kadri and Connor Zaria on that line as well. Uh, let's hear from the coach now. Uh, Ryan Huska, head coach, is uh, standing by at the podium. Once we got ourselves to that 3-1 position, I thought we were doing some good things, and then we, we gave them goals from there. The shorthand one, um, is a, just, it's a tough one, and then their third goal was even tougher. What was it about their breakouts and then sort of pushing the zone that gave you guys so much trouble tonight? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of lack of awareness. You know, we touched on that this morning. Uh, we knew that some of their players, that's that's the way they play, and that's one of the reasons why they're one of the better rush teams in the league. And um, for whatever reason, it surprised us. Uh, both Mackenzie and and Jacob Markstrom were very hard on themselves uh, when they were speaking with us. I mean, is that the accountability you want to see those veteran leaders come out and, and own their mistakes? Not not with not that it was necessarily mistakes with Markstrom, but yeah, I. You know, I don't think it was a mistake from Markey. I mean, he made some saves early on in this game. First eight minutes um, worked great for us. Then we started to get going, but he made some saves when we needed him to make those saves. How important is it you guys go into this All-Star break, not only just staying in the race, but feeling good about yourself? Well, we gotta, we've dropped three in a row at home, so that's not something that's okay. So we have to make sure we have a good day tomorrow, and then we're, we're ready to play our best game of the year on oh. Thursday. You guys may rediscover that swagger or killer instinct that's led to so many comeback wins, like that mentality. How does that rediscover that as a group? Um, you know, there's there's stretches in games, there's stretches in your seasons where I think at times, you know, you come back in games or um, you string together four in a row. Um, we're in a stretch now where we have to stop the the bleeding at home here. We have two more games here before the break, as Eric mentioned, and we have to make sure they're the most important games. Ryan, does it feel like you've take a, taken a step backward with your play, or is it just not getting the results not right now? The Maybe the composure is the better word for it. There are some plays that I don't think we had enough composure when you needed to have it the later portions of the game. Ryan, you guys have given up quite a few breakaways yeah. in the last few games. Yeah. Is, there, is that the awareness you're talking yeah. about? The, the last goal, you just chalk that up to a fluky bounce, I guess, in the, in the last minute. Um, no, it was, I mean, that that's, you always see that part of it, but um, we had a poor gap to start with. So at the end of the day, that's why they entered the zone. Make a goal at first. Uh, you know, I thought he had some good shifts for us. Didn't play a ton after that um, last shift in the third period, but I thought he gave us some good shifts. Were you troubled, were you troubled by the start? Uh, yeah, I was. So um, we wanted to play a certain way. We played the opposite way for the first 10 minutes. Right, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, short and sweet there from uh, the head coach, Ryan Huskas. He uh, wraps up uh, the loss and, uh, with his reaction. And, uh, you know, I think he kind of put it best. You, you know, you look at the two games ahead and, um, you know, obviously you want to stop the bleeding. And more importantly, you want to gain a little momentum going into that break, which is uh, quickly on the horizon here.
Yeah, 100%. This one, you let slip away from you. You got two very important games upcoming against teams that do not have very good records. So there's no excuses for these two. You can say that they're trap games. No, they're not trap games. You have to win both of these games, get yourself set up, go into the break, feeling good about yourself, and then you're going to have to get to work afterwards. Yeah, no question. And uh, by the time we hit the break, you're going to be toiling around the uh, 50 game mark. I think you're going to be up to 49. So tonight, 47th game of the season. And then you're looking uh, down the down the down the road to the final 30 games of the season, but more importantly, you just want to have a little bit of momentum. You want to feel like you've got something going for you when you go into the break, don't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. And February is, I mean, January is the month that goes by slow, and then February is always right. a month that you come out of that all-star break, and if you're not ready to get going, right. you can kind of get left in the dust. So it's a very important time. It'll be time for this team to get rest. It'll be time for this team to still take good care of themselves. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's been... It feels like every game around here is always extremely yeah, important. So sure. I don't think we need to stress that. It's just get two wins and feel confident about yeah. yourself and then uh, get refocused. And go from there. Uh, well said. Well, when you get to this uh, point of the season, we're already talking about big games, and uh, there'll be no shortage of them coming up. And uh, the next big one is on Thursday night. That's when the Columbus Blue Jackets come to town, and this uh, six-game homestand continues, winds its way through the final two dates. Chicago Blackhawks will be the finale on Saturday night. But uh, as for tonight, 4-3. St. Louis Blues uh, find a couple of big ones in the third period to tie it and then eventually win it with 48 seconds left despite the best efforts of the goaltender Jacob Markstrom in this hockey game. Next up, it is the Blue Jackets 7 o'clock puck drop on Thursday night before they wrap up the homestand against the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you on Thursday night.